Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about supply chain optimization, how you can optimize uh, your supplies. I know it's important. I remember from my experience when I had my online shop. Yeah, uh, that was terrible organization. <laughs> so that's why I'm interested to learn more about that. Today I can help uh, many big shops uh, to go ahead and uh, we have this issue still have this issue with optimization and uh, supply chain uh i'm so excited to learn this topic with john baptiste how are you i'm very good thank you very nice uh, to, very happy to be here and thank you for the invitation Anatoly. yeah it's a big pleasure i want to learn more about that john before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and why you decided to share with us about this topic sure so so my name is jean baptiste uh, i'm ceo and co-founder of lolity um, and um, i did all my career in the supply chain planning space, worked for several uh, companies in that space. And um, across the years, I, I saw that there was there was a big, big issue on inventory and inventory management. There is just too much inventory in the supply chain and there is too much, too many stock outs. And, and this issue is not, is not really solved. Every year, it's about $2 trillion that is lost because of bad inventory management. It was either because you have too much inventory or not enough. And, um, and yeah, so we, what we did is that we created a software, a SaaS solution to tackle specifically that issue, uh, optimi optimize the inventories, having the right amount of, of stock uh, at each point in the supply chain. And we do that uh, with um, artificial intelligence um, and, and, uh, and um, uh, apply mathematics, basically. So mm -hmm. that's, that's us in a nutshell. Okay, can you tell more about your software? Uh, for example, many companies have their software or use uh, some standard formats. Uh, uh, is it possible to unite and integrate data to your software and optimize the process? Yes, so uh, we are a forecasting and, and um, inventory optimization uh, and replenishment software. So what we do is that we plug ourselves on top of an existing ERP, for example, um, uh, I don't know, SAP, for example, or Oracle, whatever. We integrate uh, all the past historical uh, information, so all the past inventory movements, how much went out or uh, came in, uh, for example, a warehouse. We learn on all this data, all the data that is in the ERP. And then what we do is that we do a forecast of how much is going to be uh, going out of the warehouse in the future. And then based on all the uncertainties of demand and supply, we try to assess what is the right amount of inventory to keep to reduce as much as we can the shortages. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's basically what we do. And, and this uh, inventory buffer, we are going to adjust it every, uh, every day. Um, and, uh, and, and by doing that, we will be much more efficient in terms of inventory management. So, so that's us in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, for example, you know, uh, I found when you are trying to adapt or use something new, it takes time to teach uh, 
people, teams, uh, how to use it. Uh, can you tell your process how you can help others to learn more about software? Uh, what kind of tutorials you have? Is it simple to use or it's not yeah. friendly? But uh, yeah, any insights for that? Yeah, no, sure. So first, we, we work mostly with big companies, uh, companies that have already um, uh, quite some data uh, and that, that already have an ERP. And, uh, and we do projects. Huh? So the first thing that we are going to do is doing an integration project to make sure that we have uh, the right vibes, so the, the right data flows in between the existing uh, ERP and, um, and their uh, and, um, and our, our products. And, uh, and that will take us, depends on the customer, but you know, six weeks, two months, something like that. Um, we will also integrate all the historical data. So everything that happened in the past four years, five years, we integrate also that. And we start training our models. And what we do is then we deliver the first version of you know, our recommendation and, and the product to uh, the key users and to the users of our customers. And, and they start um, assessing uh, the replenishment, uh, whether some, you know, for 80% it's good, and maybe for 20% we need some tweaking, some adjustments, some parameterization, and we do that for about four, six weeks, and then, you know, we are live. So um, usually there is a project that lasts about four, to three to four months, something like that, in between the, the time we start and, and the time it's, it's, it's lively used in, um, in, in a production environment for customers. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that, that's how it's uh, it's at all. And so what we did uh, in terms of, of UX and um, and uh, and UI, we invested a lot in trying to build something that is actually uh, very intuitive to use, very simple. And um, and we are very proud to, to to have a user manual that nobody is ever opening because you know it's normally self-explanatory. They can click and they find their way. And that's that's um, the philosophy that we are trying to. To push, and, um, and yeah, so we do a little bit of, um, let's say, uh, uh, help at the beginning when we give uh, the application, but um, there is no formal training because we think that there is there's no need for it. Uh, it's quite it's quite intuitive. Yeah, nice, nice, believable, love it. Okay, uh, I have the question about uh, you mentioned this number, uh, how many companies can waste money because of uh, their own. Uh, optimization, you know, or the wrong process. So, can you tell why companies waste this money? Because of manual uh, activity, because of uh, any insights about they, uh, and uh, how software can save this money? And because, you know, for example, for me, it's more important uh, not to uh, earn more. It's more important to save, you know, because when yeah. you save, you can invest this money to different projects. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so first, the, the problem has not been always that big. Right? It has been a growing issue. Uh, if we look at the numbers, we, see, we, we can see that in the past 15 years, uh, average uh, inventory value has been increased by 32%. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it inventory, uh, days of inventory. So we have more inventory, and it's, it's true across all industries. And we have more shortages at the same time. And we, we are all seeing that in uh, um, drugs. Uh, we know we see that you know it's increasing a lot in, in uh, automotive parts and a lot of things. So basically, we are facing a worsening situation. And why is that? It's because we have uh, supply chains that are more complex, you no know, more widespread across the world, but also the, 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 the product portfolios are bigger 
the number of suppliers are bigger and there is also everything being interconnected when there is a disruption somewhere it, it it's kind of shake all the chain and that's what leads us to to speak about a world that we call vuca volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous for, for the supply chain world and so in that context uh in, in a very volatile and uncertain world it's quite hard to predict uh, how much you will need of a certain inventory how much you will keep to face the uncertainty um, and that has not always been the, the case. Huh? If, if, uh, if we come back 30 years, 40 years in the past, uh, things were quite predictable. Um, you know, um, it's, it was the MRP model, so you were kind of guessing how much you would, go, you, you would sell and you would do some kind of calculations and you would get how much you would need to replenish. Uh, but in the new context, in the new world, with a lot of uncertainty, that doesn't work anymore. And so we need new kind of algorithm, new kind of tooling, to assess what are the uncertainties and to edge the risks with the right amount of inventory all across the chain. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's very hard for companies to do that. It's certainly some, it's, it's, it's not something you can do well with Excel files, basically. Huh? So it's, it's very, uh, very limited. And if you want to go for more performance, you need something um, more performant to achieve that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I opened your LinkedIn profile. And I like your uh, quote, simplified, synchronized, and reinvented. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? Uh, can you tell uh, about a uh, unique case? For example, you know, when I create marketing campaigns, I usually analyze uh, each case. Because, for example, even two companies can sell the same products, but all of them can have uh, their unique selling proposition. Uh, methods, uh, why customers love them. So we consider customers and create marketing campaigns. But, you know, when we are talking about supply chain, you know, I think, you know, my, uh, companies can have different approaches, different uh, products. Some, uh, for example, uh, some companies can sell uh, cheap products, but a lot. Some can sell uh, expensive products. Any insights? How? Uh, you consider uh, unique. Uh, I mean, like uh, that the companies are different, uh, products are different, methods are different. Uh, how you can uh, analyze all this information uh, and to optimize the process? For example, if companies have the process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, subscriptions are very diverse. Uh, in between a, a retailer, a manufacturer, um, or you know, a utility company, it's it's going to be very different processes um, and very different supply chains. Um, and in the supply chain, you have the supply chain planning, which is really the science of knowing what needs to flow where in the in the chain. And, and supply chain planning is also very different uh, if you tackle production or procurement or, or uh, distribution, I mean. So you have to focus. And uh, it's, um, it, it's, you cannot do everything, basically. Um, um, of course, SAP is saying that they can do everything. But you know, if you're not SAP, you cannot do everything. So you have to focus on something that, uh, that, that you need to specialize on. Uh, on our side, we are very specialized for manufacturing companies to optimize uh, their raw materials and components uh, parts. Huh? So um, it's really about trying to guess and trying to uh, have the right amount of, of, of um, raw materials uh, or of uh, components so that it doesn't stop the production processes. And um, and yeah, and, and, and we are 
getting very good at it because we are very focused on, on this one. Um, and there are some certain specifics uh, on, on this uh, that we are tackling well. But yeah, it's very a very large diversity of, of topics in the supply chain. Even though the, the theory and the concepts are a bit the same for everybody, but you know the, the devolves in the, is in the details, and in the end, uh, there is different needs, different objectives, and and uh, and goals for uh, different uh, companies and different topics. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love it because you know, I think if you don't focus, it's hard to get results because I see when companies you know are trying to cover a lot. No, uh, but have limited resources. I, I think anyone has limited resources, but yeah. you need to focus on the right direction to know your customer. And uh, in marketing, we have an interesting quote: uh, "If you sell to anyone, you sell to no one." So if you don't focus, it's hard. It's hard to help anyone. Um, if you have resources, if you have a big team, smart team, yeah, you can. But uh, even big companies, they focus. You know, even Apple, Samsung, they have uh, their focus. You know, um, on your LinkedIn, I found that you uh, shared information about chat GPT. So uh, I think it's a hot topic today. Many discuss about yeah. chat GPT. I play it a lot with that. I know that yes. many people yeah, love uh, playing with chat GPT. Um, I can't tell that chat GPT can create uh, complete text, but it can save my time, you know, when, when mm. I optimize uh, and creating something. So can you tell uh, how do you use chat GPT? And uh, probably you can unite with your product uh, or um, uh, no. ChatGPT, it's impossible right now to unite because they have no API. But uh, what do you think about this tool? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, when this has hit us, you know, everybody and probably every business owner has, has been thinking, you know, how does it impact my business and, and what, the, how can I use this kind of new things to make my, my business more performant? Uh, for us at Flority, um, I mean, in, in the product we sell, I don't see too much value. I mean, I, it's it's not clear. Uh, I think it's mm -hmm. uh, it's not that clear. But on the how we execute our business, that there is a lot of value. I'm thinking, for example, about sales activity, how to reach customer, how to create already mail templates, how to how to create um, specific uh, argumentations to convince a customer. Um, I'm thinking about about marketing materials. Um, for all those things, um, yeah. It's it it I mean it's going to be helping a lot. Um, on the product we do, you know, forecasting it's 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 AI, but it's different kind of AI. So it's um, yeah, it's I, I don't see the connection yet, but maybe someday uh, it will improve also the expense. Uh, it uh, we have to stay open-minded on this one. Okay, your predictions. Do you think this tool? Uh, or any AI tool will change, uh, uh, or even not change, will replace experts in one day or not? Because you know it's a hot discussion. <laughs> uh, replace? No change? Yes, definitely. Um, what we see, for example, with our product is you no. Know, for most companies we're working with, there is a situation before and after fluidity. Before they have. An ERP, they have SAP, and they spend a lot of time on, on Excel files trying to uh, figure out, you know, how to change things, how to make it better. It's very time-consuming, 
and and the results are very diaper, diaper, uh, different in between the different uh, users. Huh? There are the good ones that are very good, and there are, there are also a lot of people that are very, uh, you know, bad or, or average. And so, what we see with Fluidity is that we are going to automate eighty percent of the work, um, and we are going to make sure that those people are focusing on on something that is uh, very important, uh, where there is a lot of value that is going to be provided. Um, and uh, and they are going to shift their time on other tasks. Uh, for example, spend more qualitative time with their suppliers trying to reinforce the, 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 the relationship or thinking ahead about scenarios, how to de-risk, how to uh, think about this critical component and how can we make sure that we have a different supplier, this kind of thing. And, um, and that is valuable. And also we see a lot of time that is spent also on uh, ensuring data quality uh, also mm -hmm. um, this is really important. So on our very modest and, and limited experience, that's what we see. Um, we don't see um, a replacement uh, of the tasks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and we see, but we see um, um, a shift in the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Susan, uh, I believe she's from French. Uh, yeah, I connected her on LinkedIn. And yeah, of course, you know, my pets usually take part on my, on my live streams. I, I don't know how to close this door, you know, <laughs> to avoid all silence. But yeah, that's okay, you know. So, yeah, but you know, uh, I found that, yeah, for example, when I listen to audio podcast with Gary Vee, you know, he doesn't care a lot about the sound because he thinks more about value now when you share value as maximum as possible yes. it's more important than anything else uh, yes. but if, if you have the, the best sound but value is not good <laughs> i'm not sure it's a good idea <laughs> okay um uh Jean, i have the question about uh how to monitor that uh, anything is fine uh, in supply chain for example companies have the process it works they sell, uh, they uh, get new uh, products, but uh, how to analyze that uh, it's, uh, you know, how to improve the process, how, how to, to get much better results, yeah. Um, on that side, we are very, uh, we, we are a bit lucky because uh, we, are, we are working on very quantifiable uh, topics. So what we look at is we look at the past and we looked on how many shortages the company uh, experienced. Uh, with what was what, what was the amount of inventory they had in the past? Huh? So it's very Cartesian, you know, uh, study. You look at the past, and then what we do is we simulate on the future, and we we look at the projection of inventories, and we look at the number of of, uh, of stockouts, and and you look at the difference, and so you can clearly express and show to the to 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 the customers, um, this is the situation before, this is the situation after. That's the, the difference, and that's how much it costs you. So it's pretty analytical um, and pretty easy in our case. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that we are also providing value that are um, on top of that. Huh? So the, the, the human experience, the, 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 the alerts, the, uh, the easiness of, 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 you know, of work, of, of working on, on important things first. That, that's also part of the value we provide. But we have also this part that is very quantifiable and analytical, and that we can easily uh, quantify and assess. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, uh, how to consider that, uh, uh, for example, uh, something can be different? Uh, okay, I predict that uh, delivery will be in two days, but uh, many things can happen, like for yeah. three days, a week, you know, because of the weather, because of many other insights. Yes. So, how to consider that uh, uh, it's, we have some unpredictable events? Yeah, that's, that's really good. So. The first thing that you have to, to know is that when you do a replenishment, when you, you pass an order to the supplier, mm -hmm. you cannot do it for tomorrow, Julie. Right? There is what we call a frozen period. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, the next order that you will place is to be received in 10 days. So, that means that you, know, you cannot place an order for to, today to, to be received tomorrow. You have to wait for 10 days. So, uh, so that's the first thing. So, the, the question that we are trying to answer is what is the best quantity to replenish in 10 days. And we have to be forecasting what are the all the uncertainties that are going to happen in those 10 days. Um, as, you, as you assume correctly, there is two types of uncertainties, uncertainty in the demand and uncertainty on the supply. Uncertainty on the demand is, you know, how much will you sell or consume compared to reality? This is, this is uh, uh, very classical. You do a forecast on how much you will sell and you will also try to assess what is going to be the likelihood that you will sell less or more. And what we do is what we call probabilistic forecasting. So we do, we assess and we give a probability to any kind of demand uh, quantity in the future. That's the first thing. And in the past, uh, and, and, and for the supply part, which is the second, second side of the uncertainty, is actually you know, what is the likelihood that you know, when I'm ordering for today, that the, the, the customer or the supplier is going to deliver on today versus the, the, the fact that it will, it will have a delay of one day, two days, three days, four days. And we do the same thing. We do a probabilistic forecast of what is going to be the delay of the, of the supplier. Mm -hmm. Both probabilities on the demand and the supply is going to give us a probability of, of a shortage. And, and what we will do is then is, is an, an optimization that we will you know, um, try to, we, we, do, we just do an optimization that will, make sure that we find the right amount of inventory to make sure that we cover a certain probability not to be in a shortage. And, and, and that's what we call a, a buffer uh, stock, safety stock. And we'll adjust that safety stock on a daily basis to make sure that we are uh, going to be um, providing performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, let's talk about common mistakes. Can you list mistakes that companies still do in supply chain and uh, how to find a much better way. So, so first, supply chain is, uh, is still a, a world that is not very digitized. Huh? So we are still at the Stone Age um, in, in the supply chain world. Um, uh, a vast proportion of companies are still using Excel files to their planning. Um, inventory optimization is a thing at a very rare set of, of companies. So we're still at the stone age. Huh? So a lot of things to be done and uh, a lot of things to be digitized. Um, if you look, for example, at the amount of digitization that happened in, in the, I don't know, the CRM, the sales or, or the marketing space, this has not yet happened in, in the supply chain space. Huh? There is still like no supply chain SaaS that we all know about and that is very famous, right? So it's, um, it's a space that didn't, well, the, the digitization it, it didn't happen yet. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's the first thing. So, you know, 
I would say that you know there's still there is a lot of room to improve uh, on that side uh, in the future. Um, so to come back on the on the on the on the mistake or on the issue, no, I think no to be able to deploy um, valuable SaaS software. Uh, what the first thing that the companies needs to do is to have uh, mastery and cleanliness on the data. That's it's really important and the transactional data. Um, you know, you cannot do a lot without having this prerequisite. So, first thing is uh, clean and um, and structure and automate uh, your data processes, and then uh, and then digitize your processes. Uh, that's basically uh, basically it. Um, yeah, that's that that that's what the, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. By the way, you know, uh, uh, I'm still using. Uh, Microsoft Excel, <laughs> Google Sheets, you know, because right. I, I love them, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah, if you, flexible. yeah, yeah, and they know even big companies, uh, you know, they use uh, Excel a lot because yes. uh, it, it's hard to replace anything, but, you know, for example, on our website, we create simple tools that can help optimize the process, uh, for example, without Excel, uh, but we can't replace anything. Sometimes it's a must-have. <laughs> okay, Jean, I have the question about, uh, let's imagine, you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What would you do today to learn more about supply chain? Wow, uh, if I start from scratch, what would I do to, do, to learn more about supply chain? Um, well, there, there, there are a number of Know, certificates and training about the supply chain, uh, you know, management, um, you know, topics. Um, the famous organization that is doing that is called Apex, uh, doing a number of training. Um, what, what I've seen <laughs> is that, you know, th there are a number of uh, universities that have supply chain courses and, and that actually, you know, I did apply mathematics in, in, uh, in my studies and uh, I touched on um, supply chain topics. Uh, but in the end, it's a uh, it's it's um, it's a job that you really learn on the on the on the on the uh, when, when you're working, I would say, and that's what I've seen. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's, that's what comes to mind. So there is a number of I don't know uh, uh, MOOC, uh, and there is uh, there is certificates, there is training that you can have on on supply chain, um, mm -hmm. uh, supply chain basics training. It's you know, it's it's available. Um, if you want to do a career in supply chain, um, basically you have three big, three big paths if you want to do a career on supply chain. No? Um, you can work for a company, um, know, uh, for example, uh, Shell. You know, you work at Shell and you work in supply chain at Shell and, and you have a number of, uh, of positions there. And, and supply chain is about I know, purchasing, but also planning. It's, um, it's, it's also customer service, it's logistics, it's a number of things. Um, you have the consulting path. There is a lot of supply chain consulting firm that are doing uh, consulting, that are helping companies optimize the supply chain. And there is software, uh, the software path. And that's, that's, that's the three way uh, to work in supply chain. Um, if you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, Jean, uh, tell what is your unique selling proposition? For example, we have, uh, yeah. you have competitors. I think all businesses have competitors. Uh, direct, indirect, it doesn't matter. We have them. But uh, give a strong reason to use your software uh, and let's talk about money. How much this cost and 
what do you think how much we can save by using your software <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, so, so first, um, our USP. Uh, so so we, are, we are unique because we tackle uh, the problem of inventory uh, optimization of raw materials and components for manufacturers in a very different way um, than the traditional way. Uh, traditionally, um, manufacturers do the replenishment of their raw material using a process that is called MRP. So you forecast uh, the goods of you know, funds like that. And you would do some calculations to get the number of screens that you need to replenish, uh, basically. Um, this is a very deterministic process. And this process is creating a lot of instability and a lot of, uh, of bad performance in the supply chain. Um, the difference with us is that we are going to tackle the problem differently. And that's what we are going to do is doing a forecast directly on the screen and trying to do a probabilistic assessment of what is going to be uh, the delay of, of shipments of the screens and and, uh, and when the, also what is going to be the demand of the screens and uh, and that that is that is very unique it's, it's a very unique way to tackle this problem and it's leading to superior performance um, linked with the fact that we have built an app and and a front end that is aimed toward that that uh, that goal um, we have a very unique uh, proposition for for this topic about uh, optimizing inventory of raw materials and components, and, uh, and yeah, and uh, and that's that, that's that's in a, in a short a short summary of, of what we do. I know it's a bit techy, so if you want to know more, you know, I'm happy to jump into a call to to explain a little bit more. But um, on, on that fact, we are we're unique because superior performance and and dedicated to uh, raw material and components replenishment. Um, and and so you know, cost and savings. So usually, you know, if I take if I take the general case, you know, um, on a, let's say we are working on a, with a manufacturer that has about 10 million uh, of uh, inventory of uh, raw materials or, or components. Uh, usually, what we can, what we see is that we are able to reduce with the same amount of shortages about at about 20% of, of their inventory. So 20% of 10 million is about 2 million euros uh, uh, less of inventory. Uh, usually, those two, mi two million euro of, in of no inventory uh, reduction is costing for a company about 300k per, per year. Uh, so that's that's roughly the the, the cost, and uh, and that's not counting everything else. Uh, so so um, you know the, the very pessimistic um, assessment is that you know if a company has about 10 million euro of inventory. Of raw material and components, we should be able to save conservatively 300k euro of, or dollars, per import, um, every every year to this company. And um, and yeah, and so of course, you know, we are um, trying to get uh, our fair share of that savings. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, I have the questions about uh, you know, I have some audience uh, that consists from business owners. So, uh, can you tell? Uh, how do you find the right people in your team, uh, your hiring process? And uh, how, uh, you know, uh, I often get the question how to find the right copywriters, the right marketers, um, and any other specialists who can lead your business in the right direction, who can help you grow. Mm. Share your methods, how uh, you find the right people for your team. And that's, uh, that's a great question. So what I've seen is that you know, we have uh, we, we 
we are kind of on a niche market. Huh? So we are on supply chain planning market. So we are on a niche market. So what I've seen in the past is that for certain roles, all the sales, the marketing role, all the customer facing role, um, the you know, standard recruitment agencies are doing a poor job uh, because they are going to find um, candidates that are very far from what we do, especially for senior profiles. So what we try to do is, is, is do actually prospection ourselves. We target a few people and we send mails like, like we would do for customers and we try to convince them. Uh, for, I would say, more technical roles like software engineers and, and, and this kind of, of roles, actually, it's, it's good if they are coming from different horizons. So this is different. We, norm, we, 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 man, we oh, sorry, manage it in a very standard way. We have a few recruitment agencies. Uh, we have also a, a recruiter part-time that we are using to, to find the right profile, depending on the number of the, the expertise we, we, we are looking for. Um, but yeah, for the... For the marketers and uh, and uh, and the sales and the customer success and uh, and the pre-sales, for example, uh, we are looking for very specific niche players, uh, niche uh, niche candidates, and uh, we are more trying to 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 hunt and chase them, um, looking at certain experience, at certain amount of potentially competitors or similar companies, and um, and trying to raise their interest. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Okay, uh, let's talk about management. How to manage a team, uh, your process. Uh, do you have a lot of meetings or you just uh, give them tasks? Any insights about that? Um, yeah, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm a strong believer into um, uh, proactivity and, uh, and giving a lot of flexibility to the, to, 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 to the team. Um, so... That's, that's what I'm trying to do every day. Um, uh, so I'm not a big uh, uh, lover of, of meetings and uh, and uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> doing, yeah. So no, what I'm trying to do is um, I'm trying to give clear goals and expect and, and communicate clear expectations to to the people I have in my team. I'm trying to be here to help uh, if they face issues and and see if I can help them solve those issues. I'm trying to push them to come up with a plan and be proactive and making sure that things are happening and moving. Um, but then I'm also trying to let them find their own solutions and and uh, find a way forward uh, to the problems. So, yeah, that's, that's what uh, I'm trying to do. Um, I think recruitment is very, very uh, important and very key. So what we have, I think we have a great team. We have a very, very good team. Um, with excellent people, but we happen to do to make mistakes in the past. And so, when you know and you see that there is a mistake that you did when you recruited some certain person after two three months, then you know if it doesn't work after two three months, it will actually never work. So, so it's better to, to stop as soon as possible. And, and usually, we do that in a very collaborative way because if it doesn't work in one way, usually it doesn't work in the other way. So, you know, you stop uh, quite fast. And uh, and you retain a team of really excellent people, and um, and then you, you know you can you can have a very performant team. That's what I've seen, and uh, it works. It works pretty well for us. Yeah, yeah, great specialists uh, companies. They are good with hiring and firing, you know, because sometimes yeah, it happens. Uh, uh, you don't know exactly. Uh, but uh, time will show. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, John, I have the final question. 
uh, your prediction about the future in supply chain, how mm -hmm. automation will uh, impact the process, and how companies can adapt today for this future? Ah, it's, it's, it's an awesome question. So um, my personal belief is that um, so, so you know, companies are interconnected physically. They are buying goods for, you know, to certain suppliers and selling goods to, to customers. Um, all the processes that are, uh, you know, that are happening in, in, in that uh, flow are very manual at the moment, very transactional. Um, you know, they send mails to pass orders. They um, communicate by phone or by emails with suppliers or with customers to communicate delays and whatever. My belief is that at certain point in time, we'll go toward what we call, um, you know, an automated, if you want, uh, supply chain or an automated uh, digital supply chain twin. In the end, the flow of goods will be completely you know, automated across companies. Huh? So you will be able to balance um, all the stocks, all inventories, all the flows across uh, a very extended supply chain. It's a bit like um, the automated car driving, if you want. You know, because everybody is, is conducting the car now, there is a lot of accidents that, that are happening. And with this automation, it's, you, you can force your future where there is way more accident, way more efficiency. And it's not as sensitive as car driving, you know, it's you're not kidding. Um, so, so it's something that software can provide and can do. Uh, to do that, you need to, to break the silos in between company. You need to, to do a certain number of things, but that's certainly the future. At certain point in time, there will be um, some kind of automation um, backbone across all companies that will be able to position the goods in the supply chain. And someone not being part of that will be an underperformer compared to someone that it will be part of this. Um, it's a massive work. It's a massive um, future. I mean, it's a, it's a massive achievement to, 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 to have that in place. But uh, that's certainly the future uh, because the, the gains will be huge in terms of production of waste, um, uh, lead times uh, of delivery, um, in terms of um, costs overall of, of separation management. So, so, so that's that will be the future but a lot of things needs to happen to, to make it to, to make it a reality uh, and so yeah let's see yeah I, i'm still waiting for a, for a moment when a drone will bring my uh, item you know to my house yeah. so yeah <laughs> i know companies are working on that so yeah it will be great you know to get uh the yeah. product from, from no i'm not even I'm not even speaking about robotical, you know, transaction, you know, yeah. uh, carrying the goods. I'm, I'm all, all, only speaking about the automation of the, f the flow of information, right? So yeah. it's, uh, it's like even simple things like ordering something to a supplier is crazily not automated at the moment. Right? It's really, um, I, have, I, have, I have an Excel file. I'm trying to compute how much I need to order. I'm going into my ERP, I'm, I'm, I'm entering my quantity, I'm creating a PO, I'm sending it to my supplier. My supplier look at it, he's putting it in his production plan, is saying, you know what, it's not possible to, to do it to, uh, today, I will need to, to do it next week. So you go back to the to your to your plan, you change it, you go back, you do the back and forth. At some point, you know, your your supplier is telling you shit, I have a delay, and so you need to rechange. And, and this is this is really the process, like it's so inefficient. And um, and create so much in it waste. So yeah, this 
can be automated for sure. You know, that's why Bill Gates uh, is hiring lazy people because, you know, when lazy people get the process, they are looking for ways how to simplify and improve the process. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's great way to, to use software, you know, automation. Uh, I, I use a lot of different uh, tools uh because yeah because of saving my time yeah love it okay jean it's a big pleasure to get my show to learn from you tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you uh so you can reach me on linkedin um you can find my name i actually am i think i'm the only one with my first name and surname so you will find me there. Yeah. um second is uh, you can write me a mail so my mail is uh, jbc at fluidity.com and uh, that's it and happy to yeah. answer all your questions. Nice, guys. You can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for the time. A big pleasure. So valuable, guys. Yeah, I recommend 100% to follow Jean Baptiste because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.